thank you all for being here this evening. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. Uh, before we get started, let's open up in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to come into your house and open up your word and uh, be able to hear the preaching of your word, Father, and be able to lift up our voices in song to you. We pray, Lord, that you bless this time that we have together and make us a blessing to each other and to you, Father, and uh, bless, bless the preacher as he comes to preach. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to page 206. Page 206.
That wasn't me. All right, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, and uh, I trust you've had a good week so far, and uh, just good to see everybody out. And it's always good to come into the midweek service, amen. We need it. I want to say something before we get started. I've been noticing our numbers have been down lately. I know you have too, and the best way to discourage a pastor and not show up. So let's try to be more faithful. When I think about, there's times, you know, we feel like, really not feel like going to church and maybe we can stay home. And uh, I get to thinking about what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me, what all he went through for me. And the least I could do is show up for church. Always get a blessing. And usually the time you need it the worst is when you don't show up or when I don't show up. With that said, I'm not going to show up for the next two and a half weeks. We're headed to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll be here, and uh, this is really kind of the first vacation we've had since this time last year and time to get away. I told the pastor when we interviewed him as he candidated, he said, uh, I told him, he asked something about uh, vacation time and so forth. And I said, I preached a message one time. I said, if you don't come apart, you'll come apart. If you just keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, and you finally fall apart. So you got to come apart. Jesus went away to a mountain and got away. And there's times we need to get away. But we don't need to stay away all the time, right? All right. We're in our Bibles again tonight in Psalm 107. And I'm going to nitpick just a little bit here starting out. There's 150 Psalms. It's the combined book of Psalms, and each one is singular. It's not plural. It's not Psalms, plural, 107. It's Psalm 107. I heard somebody say that one time years ago, and I never forgotten, forgot it. I've heard it both ways, and, uh, but I prefer to say Psalm 107 or Psalm 108. I referred to uh, Psalm 108 last week, last Wednesday evening. Psalm 108, by the way, and this won't cost you anything extra, but Psalm 108 is the, the exact middle chapter of the Bible. And the verse I read in verse 12 was, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Verse 12. Verse 12 is the center verse of the whole Bible. But we're back one chapter in 107. And I'm going to uh, finish what I started last week, last Wednesday evening. How many believe God is good? We're going to review a little bit. God is good. When is he good? All the time, Miss Sharon. All the time. When I feel sick, he's good. When I feel good, he's sick. I mean, (laughs) boy. When I'm sick, he's good. When I'm good, he's still good. No matter what's going on. Verse 1, 107. 
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is what? Say it. Good. He is good. He likes to hear us say that. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let's pray. Father, we just pray and thank you tonight that we can come to your house with the opportunity the Lord do. Preach your word, Lord, and I can do nothing without you. So, Lord, I pray that, Lord, that you'd help us tonight meet with us in a special way. Lord, if there's any special needs on our hearts tonight that, Lord, would be attended to, Lord, by, by you, by your hand, Father. We just pray that you get all the glory for everything said and done tonight. For, Lord, we know that you're good. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we find out then that God is good. And uh, how do we know that God is good? I mean, really, how do we know? <clears throat> Moses comes with these verses and he says to bring some things to remembrance. I can remember things back years ago on up to the present. How God has been good to me. Can you do the same? We can recall and that increases our faith, by the way. It increases our faith. By the way, I heard one person, one preacher say one time that, that uh, faith is like a roll of film. Now, younger people don't even know what a roll of film is, would they? I mean, they wouldn't know probably, but a roll of film, most of us here remembers what a roll of film would be to put in a camera and go through all that. And uh, they'd take a picture at a time and then you have to take the film out and Take it somewhere and wait on it to be developed and then you get the pictures back. Now we have pictures instantly on our cell phones, just like that. But um, faith is like a roll of film. It's only developed in the dark. So they take that film in a dark room. So sometimes uh, in our darkest days, darkest times in our lives, then, uh, then that's when our faith is developed. That's when we can look back then and, and know that God was good through that certain situation that we went through. So we find out in verse, 12, uh, verse 2, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. The outline I brought to you last week was, number one, the providence of God. The providence of God, verses 1 through 7. The pardon of God, verses 8 through 20. The protection of God, verses 21 through 30. And then we see the power of God, verses 31 and following to the end of the, end of the chapter. Who are the redeemed? What does redeem mean? Redeem means we've been bought back. The Lord Jesus Christ bought us with his own precious blood and he redeemed us. He bought us. And so he says that let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He's redeemed us from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. And they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way and they found no city to dwell in. He said, remember when we was all back in the wilderness? I was really in the wilderness before I, before I got saved, wandering around. I tell people that I was like a dog chasing its tail before I was saved. I mean, getting nowhere, really, accomplishing nothing. 
Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them, and they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And so we see the providence of God working in their lives, and he led them forth by the right way that they might go into the city of habitation. What's it say? Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his mercy, works for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 6, it says they cried unto the Lord. When we are in need, we cry or call upon the Lord. Sometimes we do cry, literally cry and shed tears. But they wondered and they needed help. And uh, so when they cried, then it says that the Lord delivered them from their distresses. Can you remember times when you've had the Lord deliver you from a distress that you had? It says they cried, and then verse 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. That's not the only place it says that they, the same same thing is said in verse 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. And we see in verse 15, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. We see in verse 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and the wonderful works of it, the children of men. In verse 31, and that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, he being bound in affliction and iron because they rebelled against the works, the words of the Lord, and condemned the counsel of the Most High. How many times you how many times do we stray away from the Lord and rebel against the Lord? Don't listen to his word, don't listen to his voice, and we get get to the place that we get at one step at a time, we get further and further away from the Lord. And they brought it on themselves. But we see that God is always merciful, He always pardons. What do they do? They hit bottom. Verse 12, therefore he brought down their heart with labor and they fell down and there was none to help them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. And he brought them out of the darkness and in the shadow of, and in the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men praise the Lord for the goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron asunder Fools, because of their transgressions, it's foolish. It's foolish to live in sin. And it's foolish. And the Bible says that the fool says that there's no God. And so they're not responsible to God because they say that they think that there's no God, but there is a God. What doesn't make any difference what they think. There is a God. And they're... We're going to have to bow. I was thinking about this the other day. A lot of people uh, just uh, turn their back on God. They, they don't uh, want to have anything to do with God, but one of these days, the Bible says every knee is going to bow. They may not want to bow now, but they will then. And if they're not saved, they're going to bow anyway. 
and they're going to have to bow and realize and, and uh, that, that, that uh, the Lord is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. And they're going to have to bow, everyone. All of us are going to have to bow. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron asunder. I think that's referring to sin, bound with sin. When I went to Bible college in Chattanooga, we, uh, we bought a, I bought a business off of a man down there that he was there going to school and he's about to finish up school and, uh, and he had an aluminum siding and guttering business and uh, so I bought that business and bought some of the uh, materials and stuff that he had and so that's the way I worked my way through school was doing uh, remodeling. And uh, this man, he was there and he was at one time uh, really a rough guy. <clears throat> And he had been saved through the Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago. Anybody ever heard of the Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago? And they have a radio broadcast. You remember what the name of the radio broadcast is? That's escaping me. Unshackled. Unshackled. And so he... I heard one of the programs one night, and he was on that program giving his testimony. That's what uh, these men that went into this, these missions, you know, they're homeless and uh, helpless, and, and uh, sometimes you lead people to the Lord in those places. Not only do you give them food and shelter and a bed, but you also have gospel meetings to try to lead them to the Lord, and he accepted Christ as Savior. It totally changed him, and uh, he took off and went to Bible college, and then he was going to go on into the ministry. I remember one time there in Chattanooga, I went to uh, went down with another fellow, uh, another brother in Christ there. There was another student there at Tennessee Temple, and we went down to the mission there in uh, Chattanooga one evening to to preach. And he was going to preach, and I sat on the front row, and I was going to deal with men that they would come forward and lead, try to lead them to the Lord. And so uh, he gave the invitation after he preached, and one man. Uh, he came down to the, to, the, to the front row and wanted to be saved. And ironically, the portion of scripture that the preacher was preaching was on this side of the page. And this man came over and showed me a verse of scripture on this other side of the page. And the Holy Spirit got a hold of him with that verse. And I wish I could recall what verse it was now, but it really spoke to his heart. And he wanted to be saved. And he bowed his head and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save him. Then he said, I want you to come with me. And I think this is how you really know, know that somebody totally gets saved and, and totally repentant and turning from their sin. He took me back to his bed and he got a bottle. He had a bottle of something, vodka or something there, and he poured it down the sink. I haven't seen him since, but I, I believe he really, truly meant business that night. So that men would praise the Lord for their salvation, for the Lord's pardon. The Lord can pardon anybody. You know, he pardoned me. He pardoned you. And he can pardon and save the loved ones which we're praying for constantly. He can change somebody's life. He's able to do that.
So the pardon of God. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. And then we go on to verse, uh, verse 8, verse 20, verse 21. The protection of God. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with what? Rejoicing. Then I give the illustration, or the Lord gives the illustration. I kind of went down through these verses last week. They that go down in the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord, his wonders in the, in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth up the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heavens, and they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro. And stagger like a drunken man, and are at their wits' end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm. This is the results. He maketh the storm calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then all, then are they glad because they be quiet, so bringeth them into their desired Haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for the goodness and the wonderful works of the children of men. We said that these men were seamen, mariners, experienced at sea, and they, a storm rose up, and they, they staggered like drunken men, on, and they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to fix it. They didn't know how to calm it. They didn't know how to, they, they were just out of, everything was out of control. And all their wits that they had about them, they could not do anything about it. You ever get to the point where you just couldn't do anything about the situation? About the distress you was in? At which end's corner? But we, they cried unto the Lord, and that's what we need to do. First place we ought to go was to the Lord and cry unto Him. Oh, I, you know, a lot of us try to fix things and mess it up. I think we ought to fix things if we can fix things. But if we can't fix it, if we can't fix it, cry unto the Lord and wait. Let him. It says and they'll, he'll bring you to your desired haven. We're going to go through some rough storms through life. But he's going to bring us out on the other end one of these days in our safe haven. You know where that is? It's going to be in glory land. It's going to be in glory land. So then it brings us to the last verses 21 through 30. The protection. I know not. I'll get it right. Verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth the rivers into a wilderness and then the water springs into dry ground. We're talking about the power of God. Now if he can do all this, I think he's got enough power to take care of our distresses. A fruitful land into the barrenness and to the wickedness of, and wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into standing water and dry ground into water springs and there he maketh the hungry to dwell. 
that they may prepare a city of habitation and sow fields and plant vineyards which may yield fruits of increase. He blessed them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their, ch uh, their cattle to disease. And again they are menaced and brought low through the oppression, affliction, sorrow. But he poureth out contempt upon the princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. He setteth the poor on the high and from affliction and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice and all iniquity shall stop their mouth. Back up in verse 38, I see something we might want to focus on just a moment. He blessed them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their cattle to disease. You know, I think those that live close to the Lord, you're going to have fewer problems than the one that's out here wandering around in the wilderness and, uh, and bringing troubles on themselves. Trouble I know people that have trouble after trouble after trouble after trouble. I'm talking about big trouble. But then I get to thinking a lot of times, you know, Lord, and I have prayed this, that Lord, will you please keep the breakdowns at a minimum? In other words, we don't need a dog to get sick and go and spend $1,000 at the vet. We don't need our appliances to break down, but sometimes they do and we have to replace them. They only last so long. But I think a lot of times the Lord keeps things going. If we live close, try, try to live for him and live close to him, that he's going to keep these breakdowns at a minimum. He was keeping them from having their cattle get diseases and so forth, you know. And so we, we, we know that the Lord is able to do these things. Verse 42 again, And the righteous shall see it and rejoice in all, in all iniquity, shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise, that's just the opposite of the fool back here earlier in the psalm. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. What is loving kindness? We know what kindness is. We be kind to one another, but to add the loving in front of that, loving kindness of course, true love is, the true love is from God. So loving kindness, one person explained it like this. It says, kindness is like the Lord giving you a piece of bread. But loving kindness is, he puts jelly or honey on top of that bread. That's loving kindness. Loving kindness. So we find ourselves in places and we need to praise the Lord and remember back the things he has done. Remember back, some of us may not have to remember too far back, maybe the last day or two where the Lord has done something and remember that and, uh, and we know that the Lord intervened in that situation. <coughs> but remember this, we may not know the why about everything, but we know the who that is in control of everything.
I think the only time when we go through troubles that we ought to question the Lord is, Lord, is there something that I need to change in my life? But don't say, Lord, you know, I don't deserve this. And I, you know, and I want to know why this happened. God has a plan. He has a course for every one of us to follow. And this one last thing. Impossibilities are God's specialties. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing impossible for the Lord. So his impossibilities are God's specialties. We are not immune from trials and troubles, but trouble can be minimized if we stay right with the Lord. How foolish to stray to where troubles abound. And sometimes we bring on our own troubles and distresses. But even when we get ourselves in a jam, we cry out to the Lord <laughs> and he will pardon. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, has been good to be in your house tonight. Thank you for the word of God. We just pray that, Lord, that you'd uh, pray for the well-being of each one here. And, Lord, for those that aren't here tonight and couldn't be here, and, Lord, you know who's here and who should be here. And, and Father, you know each need, Lord, oh, God. We just pray that, Lord, that you would uh, remind us, Lord, that we need to remember some things that you've done in the past, and, Lord, that uh, you'll take care of us in the future. And, Father, we just pray and praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're... The altar is always open, and if you're not sure of your salvation, then that would be a good time to come to the altar. But we're going to take prayer requests right now. I know we need to continue to pray for the pastor, and uh, I guess he's recuperating. He had surgery yesterday. I didn't know when for sure, and I didn't know where for sure, but he had some surgery done, and... Uh, He's uh, rebounding, and I'm not sure when he's coming back. I don't know, Brother Ed, do you know if he's coming back this Sunday, Lord's Day, or don't know? I don't either. So um, continue to pray for his healing. All right, we've got a prayer request back in the back. Okay. Pray for Chris Wiggs, and uh, he's going to be preaching at the New Winchester Baptist Church. I know right where that is. Suzanne. Virginia's been going through some distress. Her brother passed away three, four weeks ago. Her brother's son, which is her nephew, passed away this past week. Now her sister in Michigan is full of cancer and in hospice. And so we're going to pray for them. Brother Ed. Did you say Travis and Pam? Okay. Hey, they're on vacation. All right.
if you want to name her name is Peggy, Virginia's sister Peggy. Okay, pray for the whole family because they're taking it pretty hard. All right, Ms. Sharon. Are you, are you talking about that baby I've been seeing on Facebook? Anything else? We dismiss. I want to remind you, don't show up this coming Sunday evening for church. Sunday morning only. And the following weekend, no New Year's Eve service. There'll be Sunday morning and no Sunday night. So the next two Sundays, there will be no Sunday night services. All right? All right. Let's all stand and we'll uh, be dismissed in prayer. You have an offering tonight. You can leave it in the plate. Brother Tim, would you dismiss us in prayer, please?